Hey, welcome back to Sierra Nova Comics Podcast. This is episode six, and uh, we've brought seven? back... Seven? Yeah, it's seven. It's seven. No, I thought six we didn't do yet. Isn't this six? We, we did with Shane. I thought he was five. No, I think that was six. <laughs> All right, so this... We'll figure it out. <laughs> so this is Sierra Nova Comics Podcast, episode seven or six. Um, and this time we've brought uh, Hector of New Leaf Comics back since last time... Uh, he was he box. was covered by a box because <laughs> no face yeah me. so I've seen it. yeah so so now now we have our new system set up so we can actually see each other so yes yeah, so uh, welcome back Hector uh, hope uh, everything's been good since the last time everything has been great tracking along nicely very good <laughs> thanks for having me back guys yeah definitely yeah. um yeah uh, I'm trying to get guests but like. Waiting for someone to comment, I, I don't. I didn't want to wait. So, because <laughs> <laughs> the last episode, like I had to actually try begging someone to try to come on. So I was hey. like, uh, I'll just ask him because he wants to come back anyway. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah, man. I mean, I'll be a regular if you guys need it. You know, just to fill some space in between getting different guests and stuff. Yeah. You know, I'm always up to talk about some cool stuff. Yeah, you'll be like our MMA fighters for the Joe Rogan experience. Just coming, exactly. just coming on all the time when, when there's no guests in town. <laughs> cool default default guest. Yeah, yeah. They, so, they call me de- default Hector. That's my new nickname around the around the office now. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, in New Zealand, fun story. Uh, my nickname around their office in New Zealand is uh, Hectron. Because apparently huh. I'm like a boss. I'm like a boss battle. Uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> that's awesome. They thought it was cool. I'm like, all right, I guess I'm a Decepticon, but okay. Yeah, that's funny. I was thinking Autobots roll out. So what's on the docket today, fellas? Uh, well, last time we were kind of talking about you doing like game development and stuff. So we could like get into that. Uh but, well, yeah, but right before that, just uh, so for a quick reminder for anyone who has who wasn't here, or, or who was here the first time, and for those who uh, this is the first time seeing you, just a quick who you are, what you do, and yeah. Well, I, I, can, be, I can be quite forgettable, so I understand. Um, no. <laughs> uh, I'm the uh, lead art director and co-founder of New Leaf Comics, uh, New Leaf Studios, soon to be, so um, just get, I'm, I'm, I'm still getting used to the change there. Um, but uh, yeah, dude. Pretty much everything for our social media, uh, all the artwork for our comics, for our games, for everything. Every all pieces, all the pieces of artwork you've seen up until now, I've done that. Um, and yeah, I do. I'm a freelancer, and I work with a company in New Zealand called Maui Studios. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Sweet, nice. <laughs> so yeah, like I said about uh, games. Um, actually, some guy that I used to go to school with, he randomly messaged me. Like the other day, to work on his game, which is very weird. Yeah, like out of nowhere, like he, I barely talked to him since like high school, and uh, yeah. he's like, "Oh, I want to make like this uh, sci-fi game." I'm like, "So like Halo?" He's like, "No, like way better." I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> so, yeah, don't yeah, don't don't worry. He's 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 really realistic. He's like, I, I've got a got a plan. Yeah, he's like. We were talking about that last time, right? Like having yeah. these kind of like yeah. ideas of grandeur you got to kind of take one step at a time what is it, right? what is it a, ba- a bag the big hairy audacious goals right? 
So he's like, yeah, I know that you do like a lot of writing and you have your whole comic thing. And I was like, yeah, I'm still going to be focused more on the comic thing, but I'll, I'll help you and stuff. So, yeah, I guess that's going to happen soon. So that's pretty cool. Sweet, man. Yeah. So uh, we're actually, I was actually thinking since you were bringing that up last time about making games, I actually would like to probably put indie games on our website, too. So kind of like kind of like Newgrounds. Now that we yeah. know the name off the top of our head, we didn't have to look that up last time. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about that. Um, yeah, we would definitely love to put our game our games plural on your on your site. So I think that'd be a great platform uh, to just you know have the games out there and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, in terms of game design, it's it's kind of a new thing for us. Uh, we just are started stepping into that realm. Um, we actually just published our first game, so it's actually published already. Um, we're just working on the last little bit because you know. Once you do something the first time, you kind of learn how not to do things. Um, so, yeah, we, we kind of saved something that we should have done earlier for, like, the last thing. So we're just kind of waiting on that, and then we're going to do a, a full-on kind of, like, marketing push and stuff like that. So you'll be seeing different ads from us about the game and stuff like that. And uh, we're actually going to do a whole, like, mailing list kind of thing just to get people uh, to look at the game and stuff like that and got some marketing uh, strategies for getting it into people like all across the world on, on Google Play and stuff like that. So, um, you know, just learning the ins and outs of that. It's a little bit different than like, you know, the, the marketing we've been doing for our comics and things like that. So it's just a little different, pretty much along the same lines. Uh, but as soon as we get this video done, it should be done by the end of this week. We'll be pushing it out there and uh, we'll be a lot more visible with that. So, um, but yeah, it's on the Google Play Store right now. If you guys do want to check it out and download it, it's a very simple game. Like I said, it's our first game. Um, it's a basketball shooting game. Uh, it's called Lejean Brains Basketball Challenge. And I know that he's laughing because he gets the joke, and that's epic. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was talking to Chris this morning. I was like, I'm glad that I'm talking to Greg about this because he's probably going to get it. <laughs> um, the office. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, def- definitely. Uh, we'll we'll put the uh, the links in the description for that uh, after the uh, the episode. Sick. Um, yeah, and like I said, uh, it's our first you know kind of foray into this, but uh, I think we did a pretty good job for our first go. Um, and we have our second and third game already in development, so uh, our second game should be out before the end of the new year. And nice. then uh, probably right at the beginning, like right in the new year, we're going to have uh, a third game coming out. Um, our developer, Chris, he's just he's, he's the co-founder of New Leaf as well. He kind of just um, he, he, was, he does writing for us. And then he also helps with the business stuff like marketing and uh, financials and stuff like that. So um, he kind of took a new direction and he's been uh, getting into programming, game development, stuff like that. And he's just like a juggernaut, man. He's like. Every every week he's working on stuff. Forty hours a week he's you know jumping into game development and stuff. So he's he's taking it like a full time job. And you know what's funny is you've been uh, you were talking about that the last podcast that I was watching was the the Milky uh, oh, comic yeah. uh, comic that was on Kickstarter or about to be on Kickstarter. It's um, actually almost over. There's podcast. like seventy one hours left. Yeah, yeah. I think they've already met yeah. their second stretch goal. Yeah. Sick. Yeah. Congratulations, by the way. <laughs> awesome, Thanks. I'm super yeah. happy for you guys. This, like and, today, uh, it's been a week. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, my girlfriend was one of the last ones to back to get us to the goal yesterday. I was like, "You yeah. want a hoodie?" And she's like, <gasps> "Hoodie!" And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of waiting like to be one of the last ones to like get you guys over that hump and stuff. So I was like, "I'm gonna back them. I just want to wait a little longer to do so." Like. 
you know, so I can be one of the ones that's like, yeah, I put you guys over. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dylan of uh, Creepy Trees did that too. He was like one of the last ones, so that's pretty cool that like all of like the founders of like our platform is like. <laughs> That's we cool. got your back, guys. We came in a little late, but we got your back. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of no, like the, it's kind of like the Avengers, you know. Like, <laughs> they're all dying, and then it's like, here comes the the people over the mount over the hilltop. The, 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 the eagles coming in, like in Lord of the Rings. Sure, <laughs> we'll avenge this Kickstarter. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, so we're actually gonna be um, acquiring your guys' help. And there's no choice in the matter. I'm sorry, we're enlisting you guys. <laughs> our Kickstarter. Um, we want to do it the uh, first thing New Year. So January is, is our date for, for launching this Kickstarter. Nice. Um, is it so, the first yeah, or is it like, is it going to be the first of January or is it going to be like a little after that? Um, we, can, we can talk about it. We haven't had like okay. a hard date that we wanted to put on it, but just starting the new year off okay. um, with it. Um, and it's going to be about your young goose. We're finishing, uh, I should be finished with the first issue at the end of this month. So, um, it'll be basically to help promote the first issue and then fund the second issue. Um, and then you'll have, you know, like, like you guys are doing first issue of, of your book will be part of the, the reward tiers. Um, and then you'll get some inside look at the creation process of issue two, because I'm already like probably nine to 10 pages in there already. So, nice. uh, we have a lot of progress videos and things like that. Um, so, yeah, it's, it should be pretty cool starting this new year. I wish I had money for that. Well, like we could still raise mm-hmm. it, though. That cool. just gave me an idea for, like, a stretch goal. What? Uh, like, concept art for, like, the second issue. The mm. Seer Chronicles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Because mm. I, I couldn't go to sleep, like, last night. Cause... You're welcome. <laughs> God. That's, that's what I'm here for. We either do that. We either do that. Or we can do the SpaceX idea that you were talking about. Yeah. <laughs> there you go, man. I'm telling you, Space Let's get this done. Um, yeah. Then the seer will be the seer. It'll be awesome. <laughs> exactly. It'll be orbiting the planet. You know what I mean? Um. Yeah. Because the first stretch goal that we're doing is uh, Ink, which is our first solo series, and I really wanted to release that this year so i'm really hoping that we get to that <laughs> yeah i would love to see that yeah actually, you guys have an office for that too right we have what you guys have an artist already for for ink oh yeah it's, it's, all... it's already sketched and uh, actually just i was just looking at it today because even i hadn't seen it yet and uh yeah it does, it does look pretty awesome yeah so uh, yeah. we're gonna have to ask him to do a little fix for a couple things but that besides that it's, yeah I think I have to pay a little for him to fix it after the fact, but that's fine. <clears throat> yeah, we gotta do that sometimes. We gotta, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah, but then we still need to get it. What is it? Colored and lettered, and then printed, and then then we'll be all set. So that's that's what the stretch goal is for: is to get those last couple uh, hurdles. <laughs> well, uh, let me know. I, I I have a team that's in need of some uh, some portfolio work. So if you guys need uh need that coloring done for the cheap, oh. we got you. Mm. Oh, that's true. Just, just, yeah. <laughs> just, just throwing that out there. <clears throat> no, um, yeah, that's great. So, um, so you guys are hoping to to do that as your stretch goal to fund that? Yep. Yeah, yeah. that's what we have set up as the first uh, stretch goal. Yeah. Sick. So if we get to eighteen hundred, then that will definitely do it. But um, if we don't get directly that amount of money. Yeah, exact... we're gonna still probably fund a yeah. good chunk of it, but yeah. just yeah, 
it's more like that that'll guarantee that we get it done by the end of the year instead of having to you know work towards it um after right. the fact because like, we yeah, if we get that right up front then yeah it's it's that's going right towards it sick um i was gonna ask um i forget now forget it <laughs> forget it <sighs> You're gonna ask why we don't have all the, our pop Funkos right here, you know? <laughs> Come on, yeah. I, got, I have a little display wall back here. I know. That's so I gotta get because I already got the book, so I can reference those. I just need to get little, little uh, pop Funkos along along the path. I don't know if they make these yet, but maybe they should make a little Gary V one because that would be like. I the I first bet. One. Yeah, I know. I bet they <laughs> do. I bet. I bet someone made it. <laughs> yeah, get like the. Like somebody just did it because they wanted to and just like hand painted it. You gotta buy that, like. Yeah, just put the shoe. Put the shoe. The V flights is that what they're called? Uh, yeah, that'd be funny. No, these are the uh, they're they're K Swiss. Those are the the dark clouds, and then I have the other ones which are the clouds and dirt, and then and then I have the the other ones some some place which are the uh, yeah these yeah these are the. Um, uh, what is it? The twenty fifth. What is it? Yeah, twenty. I think it's the twenty fifth anniversary of Shoe Palace. Yeah, it says Shoe Palace on the thing. Um, K, worked with K Swiss, and then obviously Gary across that. Um, yeah, I freaking love these. It's like antique green. Uh, I forget the name of the red, and then like an antique white. Love these sneakers though. It was so funny too, cause like I was like, oh, I shouldn't buy them, I shouldn't buy them, and then I ended up buying them, and then my dad bought them as a gift, knowing I said I wasn't gonna buy them. <laughs> so, so, scenario right there. Yeah, but I, I, I lucked out though because I never even opened my box, and so I was actually able to just go, you know what, I don't want to receive it, and I was able to send it back without having to pay for it, and I was like, yes. <laughs> so yeah, I, I lucked out. Cool. Nice. But, uh, yeah, so we got more questions, though, now that we've tangented completely off. Um, what was this one? What was that we talking about? Oh, that's it. Last time you mentioned games, the map. Oh, the map. Oh, is that for you or for us? Wait, what is that? For basically anyone. But just what? Want uh, that's what I was actually going to ask you guys. Oh. That's what I wanted to ask, and I forgot. Um, when uh, was, was that part of, or was that um, something you guys were still working on? Like, to yep. oh, yeah. on it on its own, or like, well, to be a structural? Because uh, so, I was super excited about that. Yeah, we're, that'll probably end up being its own crown. So we, we've been trying to like test crowdfunding this entire time, essentially, and now that we've like we've worked it out where it's actually working um that that eventually i'd love to get that one crowdfunded as well because we we've got a good chunk of it um made but uh yeah we still have to pay the guy <laughs> and uh and then after that we um there's two things that we have to be worried about one is um server space so whether or not we host it or we get it hosted someplace else i would i would prefer to host it but that would cost more again you said it. Yeah, um, yeah. There was there was something it. that he was gonna help set us up yeah. so that we wouldn't have to host it. But in the future, it would definitely. If yeah, if you're looking to host host games too, that might be you know kind of like killing two birds with one stone, getting some more server space. Yeah, you can have like games that save. You know. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and that's that's kind of the the deal where it's like we're, we're gonna want wait we're, we're definitely going to want our own servers at one point um or at some point. But uh, un until that moment, we're trying to figure out uh, is it. 
Because once we get it, like if we get enough subscribers to it, that alone will help pay for the servers. But um, if we don't know that we're going to get that amount of people up front, paying for the servers up front would be very costly. So it's like we gotta right. we we gotta like figure out how to walk that line to make sure we can get there um, cleanly. <laughs> Yeah, we were looking at the same thing too when we were, you know, uh, approaching games and like how we're going to do it, you know, like, so we just, right now it's just strictly apps because we don't have to host it. Yep. So like you said, it's just a little costly to do that up front if you don't know kind of like what your um, customer base is going to be, how popular your games are and stuff like that. So, you know, obviously something down the road, you start uh, investing into your product and that'll be one of the things that we invest in as well. Yeah, well, we'll let you know if we get a uh, server space first, and then you know that then we, then we could do it where we're like we rent out part of it as opposed to uh, you know people having to get their entire own servers, which that would be nice because right. we could help other indie game developers who can't afford to you know buy an you know their own servers. So, well, make sure you cook like you said you were gonna try and cookie cutter the map thing too. So we we're we're interested in having a map of our own on our website. So uh, yeah, yeah. If you guys can do that. We're definitely interested as well. So. Yeah, definitely. Would like to figure out an actual name for the map, though, because... What do you mean, like the, the game itself? Yeah, like the, the name. Like, I guess you could just call it... S&C map. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, yeah, the MMO is coming together. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> it's like almost here. What you could do is maybe you could title, like, the entire um, idea as, like, the playable universe, right? And then you just have whoever cookie cutters it has their own section of that playable universe. But you just title the entire idea the playable oh, universe. God, I didn't even think about that. We could even have that where, like, there's one login portal, but, like, they essentially, they could enter our universe <laughs> or enter someone else's universe. That's sick. interesting. <laughs> See, this is, for, the, for the viewers at home, every time that we have a conversation like this, like, it ends up... New idea. Into these ridiculous ideas. So this is pretty normal for us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but oh yeah, well, um, we were talking about the uh, crowdfunding. Um, yeah, because he's got another bullet point on here. Um, one of the things that um, so time to reference books again. Uh, Without getting it in the I know. One second. Oh, that's where it was because yep. I was literally trying to look for it. All right. So this is okay. called The $100 Startup. It's by Chris uh, Gillibo. Uh, for any viewers and yourself, I highly recommend checking him out. He's got, um, he's, I think he's written like four or five books. The two books that I have are this one and that yeah, one. Yeah, and so the, the two of these books are great ways to just uh, learn how to make money essentially. So if you're looking to you know fund any you know, you know, side project, some passion project, and you don't want to just be taking away from your funds from like, you know, whatever your uh, primary uh, job is. Um, those are great ways to create a little side hustle that brings incoming money, and then you can spend that money on passion projects. And then hopefully, eventually, you can then turn your passion project into the side hustle itself. And then ultimately, in the future, you get the uh, choice of turning that into your full time career as opposed to whatever you're working on. But in that $100 startup, it talks about when you're launching a business or launching a product, there is this uh, like 39 step um, process for launching. And if you go onto the guy's website, there's like an actual like, you know, checklist of like, do this, do this, do this. So I, I read that forever ago when Greg wanted to crowdfund the first time, I was like, you should follow this. And he's like, yeah, sure. And then he didn't. So then the second, <laughs> so then the second time I was like, Greg, you should really follow it this time. It's like, yeah, but I really want to get this done. I'm like, yes, but you should, plan it this number of days in advance according to this 
so that you know you can do this. And he's like, ah, next time, right? So then <laughs> this time he did it, and within a week, I think it was seven yeah, days, we had our entire thing funded. And so clearly that, that step, that process is a uh, very good way to launch a product and even a Kickstarter because like that, that's not – it doesn't tell you how to do it for Kickstarter. It tells you how to launch a product. But I told him, I'm like, if you follow the general guidelines, then uh, it should be powerful enough to work for this as well. So I, I then told him just because now he can create more content. I was like, what you should do is take that 39-step process and make it easier for comic creators to go through. And so we actually wrote a blog. Uh, well, he wrote the blog and shit. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, he wrote a blog, and uh, he was able to shrink it down because some of the stuff is not relevant for uh, things that aren't a physical product or a business. Um, and it was uh, the 21, 21 yeah, there 21-step checklist of actually how to um, uh, you know, launch your own Kickstarter for indie comics, indie games, you know, stuff like that. And so, like that, that's we're, as we're testing this stuff, we're you know hopefully going to be able to bring this to the indie community so that everyone will have access to it. Because uh, like right, right in the beginning of the article, it's like if you don't have followers, stop reading the article. Yep, go get followers. <laughs> right, like, like I, I had a different thing for the first step, and then I was like, wait, no, this is like the most important thing, <laughs> and I put it in bold. I couldn't hear you on that last one. Oh, because I, I think you need to move a little closer to the mic. Maybe. <laughs> uh, so the, so the first step was uh it's in bold and it's if you don't have a following get a following first right because if you don't have a following don't do this so that's basically the first step but the first the original first step is something else that i had and i was like oh no this is like the most important step yeah to do this because uh, there are some people that are now messaging me uh, that I either message on Instagram or whatever, our link for our Kickstarter, and they're asking me questions. And they're like, oh, shit, you're like this far? I was like, yeah, I'm like just super amazing. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, we've done it like 600 times. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we just failed like three times, but it's fine. Um, Failing upwards, man. Yeah. Uh, so there's actually... Uh, creators uh on our website covenant comics and they do crossbones the comic crossbones and um he's releasing his kickstarter october 1st and he actually sent me the preview link to like see his kickstarter and it actually looks like really good he has like an awesome video and everything um but he doesn't know about the checklist yet but he basically did everything that's on there so that's pretty cool so his goal is a thousand dollars and um he's just got that stress that like everybody that runs the kickstarter has he's like well i'm just worried like i'm not gonna get people to, like come there i'm like well do you have a following he's like well yeah and i was like then that should be okay <laughs> <laughs> and then i was saying yesterday and then <laughs> that made him more worried was uh People could back out last minute because that has happened to some people that I know on like Facebook. There's like this Caleb guy that made a Nook, and um, which is awesome. And uh, there was a couple people backing out, so he was like getting worried. But then new people came to like back it last minute. So, but that does happen. Like people have personal issues that can't pay for it or something. Right, and because it's not like an instant purchase, like when you when you like back the project it's going to take until it gets funded to like actually like 
process it, you know? Yeah. So, you know, sometimes they're like, oh, yeah, I'll put down, you know, 50 bucks, and then they end up not having that 50 bucks when the, the processing goes and stuff. So, yeah, it, it can be it can be kind of weird because the first time I've ever backed a project, it was kind of like that. I was like, and it was back when Kickstarter didn't do the, like, uh, it was kind of like Indiegogo where it can run as long as possible. Um, so I was just, like, sitting there waiting and, like, I was looking at my account. I was like, wait, didn't I back this project for like, I put like 75 bucks down because it was like a board game. And uh, by the way, I still haven't received it. So this was like over a year and a half ago. Um, They still give me updates, but yeah, it's been taking a really long time. Um, Anyway, um, it just took so long to process it. I was like, what happened? You know, like, did I buy this? Did I not buy this? Do I have to wait for it to process? And then it finally did because they got, they got funded. Um, so now I'm just waiting on my, my game, my board game to come. I want to play it. Yeah. You're actually not the only one that's, uh, saying that has said that. Um, there's this guy named Art that's on Facebook. Uh, he wants to be on the podcast too. Um, he just said like a random post the other day. Like, do you regret backing people's crowdfunding campaigns like Kickstarters? And people have said like, oh, well I back something like three years ago and I still haven't received my thing. I was like, holy shit. So definitely I'm not doing that. Like I'm going to give you all the stuff. Like we go through two different drop drop shipping companies. We go through uh printify for our store. That's on basically merchandise. Yeah. Yeah. And then, uh, which we now have hoodies up there. Sick. And shameless plug (laughs) and, uh, coffee mugs too pretty awesome. awesome yeah and even your stuff so yeah I, I, I gotta get my coffee mug so when i drink i can hold it and like have the logo and i'll be like yes this is how normal this is how normal people drink we have uh yeah, by the way, we're gonna be putting up some new designs on your guys store so um, oh very cool yeah we can let's do some marketing with that definitely yeah yeah after the kickstarter is all over i already said to a bunch of people that i'm going to focus more on trying to get as many people on our website as possible that's like number one thing like right after the kickstarter ends so yeah because the more the more value we can bring on the site the more traffic we can pull because like that was our goal from the beginning was that you know some people are going to come and they don't want superhero comics they don't want horror comics or they don't want action comics like what's the comic that they want and we want enough of all those genres that if someone comes to the site like they can't run out of that genre like like right. they, we, we, that's like the are netflix we only, are we only like comedy genre on the site right now um, are we kind of like taking over we, that market there's, right now uh, there's there one other one there's righteous which is a a graphic novel i think and it's about i forgot what it's about. that's not that's not though no, that is a graphic novel, not the novel novel the one that's got no pictures oh no no okay all right <laughs> we have two uh yeah to sidestep that um there's two books on stories not books that are on there too. They're not comics, but they go through that like uh, PDF viewer. So you still flip oh. through, but it's basically a book. It's yeah. <laughs> I am sure. trying. I'm trying to get people that ha- that have books too on there. And he's like, "Well, we're not Amazon's. Like, we're gonna be bigger than Amazon." No. <laughs> no, but um, if people have like written stuff like a book. Then you could post it on there, like just yeah. We 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 might actually even try to like make a separate section for that. Yeah, because the like... guy that has his stories on there, he's like, well, I haven't heard anything about that yet. I was like, well, no one has viewed it yet, because we haven't really marketed that section. 
but we right. are going to have our own special page for that on there because I plan on getting a couple people. Luke Anderson, uh, that has the monitor on there, uh, which is the most viewed comic on there so far. Um, he has a story that he wants to put on there too. So, sweet. I, yeah. So as many people that just write want to put their stuff on yeah. there they can yeah because that's definitely one of the biggest hurdles for a lot of people is like they don't have artwork so it's like like you don't need artwork all the time <laughs> well, I mean you can always have that later you know just create create and put it out there let let people you know kind of come and say like hey this could be an awesome comic well yeah it could let's crowdfund it yeah. you know what I mean well, that's what we were talking just, with like, actually both Todd's about about the fact that it was like uh, okay. you know people need to just create it and get it out there like too many people are worried like it's um, it's that whole uh, you overcome fear by just doing the thing you're afraid of. Like, just get it out there so that you know if someone judges it, well, now you have feedback. Like, n- pretend like the worst case scenario is gonna happen and release it anyways. And then if anything positive happens, it's just gravy. Like that's that's what it should be. Like, you know what's funny is I think that's like the most common experience when it comes to creatives. You know, is like. Uh, we all relate to that feeling of insecurity before we like let other people see our work and then we, we limit ourselves to only showing it to like this certain group of people and you know be gentle kind of thing and it's like um, the more that you put stuff out there the more you recognize like actually the people you don't expect to like it are the people that freaking love it like you know what I mean so just put it in the space and just keep you know letting people see it you know and, and don't be afraid to um, to like you said take some some criticism about it or to let people have an opinion about it because it really just informs, you know, what to, to improve, what to change. Maybe you don't change anything at all, you know, but you can, you know, you can start to define who's, who's your fan base as opposed to, you know, speculating who's your fan base, you know? Like Stan Lee even had the problem with Spider-Man. So yeah. <laughs> he, he's just like, yeah, well, I got this character and like, yeah, if you, you think want... it's genuinely good, like, get it out there. Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's like, well, people hate spiders. <laughs> and, yeah, he's and a teenager? Pers- with personal problems. Superheroes don't have personal <laughs> problems. <yeah. laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I left the room wiser. <laughs> innovation is, is hardly ever thought innovative in the moment. It's always like people look back in hindsight and be like, wow, this was crazy innovative for its time. And it's like, in the moment, though, people don't really see change as something like, that they want to embrace right away, you know? So you really just, again, you have to put it into the atmosphere and just really be confident in it, you know? And regardless of, you know, your talent base, regard- I mean, and and there's there's people to take advice from and there's people that are going to try and tear you down. So you got to, like, know who to take advice from. If this person is a professional and they're saying, hey, here's some ways to improve your shit, you should probably listen as opposed to, like, the yep. jerk who's just like, this sucks. Oh, man, what are you right? Like, and, and there's some, like manager at McDonald's or something like you know, <laughs> you're, you're the one I want to get people. that advice from <laughs> you listen to the people who are going to like advance you who are going to make you better who have the success that you're looking to you know uh, to achieve well not, not only that too just getting enough getting enough stuff out there like well, that's actually something Gary talks about is he he finds quality by creating quantity like he puts out so much stuff so that he can get judged faster so he can then make his stuff better faster like if you just keep putting stuff out there as fast as you can if like this one has one good thing and this has another good thing and this has another good thing then you're like oh i just learned six things that i could put into one thing to make it better and now you can get that stuff out there quicker yeah i think the brilliant uh, gary is he has this um amazing 
like acuity for like insight. Like he can t- he can create something and then immediately identify like okay this is what needs to be improved even I think without feedback like feedback just really enhances well, his ability. I, it, to I think do it's that. I think it's because of how long he's been doing it with feedback. He's now just intuitively he can go. Right. Oh, you know, like, you know, he doesn't think he's doing it because it's all like subconscious, but like subconsciously his brain's going, these were all the things I've ever heard that would go wrong with this. This is probably the way to go. And so, yeah, just, that's like that, uh, I was talking with, um, a friend of mine in Scotland about the, uh, that gut feeling. And I'm like, your gut feeling is terrible when you're a kid. Your gut feeling gets you to walk into traffic when you're a toddler, right? But the whole point is that your gut feeling is just accumulation of all the knowledge you've gained and then responding immediately, right? Like, so right. it's, it's, you know, your subconscious works. Actually, I haven't, it's funny, I haven't read this one yet, but uh, this, this monster here, right? So, so it's thinking fast and slow, and what it talks about is that, like, when you think slow, it's calculated, um, you know, it's your logical brain, but when you think fast, it's your subconscious brain and your intuition. And the point is right. that you need to accumulate a bunch of knowledge so that your fast knowledge uh, or the, the part of your brain that works fast has something to pull from. And that's why just putting so much content out there and creating all the time, you're, you, you will – as long as you're not putting it out there and not listening at all, as long as you listen a little bit, that's enough to you know improve yourself. Right, and and that's kind of what my my point was was like putting out the content is great, but you also have to like be insightful with you know how you how you respond to different things and and feedback and and then just you know looking at your your collection of work you know at a certain point and being like okay this is something that I don't want to do anymore and this is something <laughs> I do want to do more of that I don't you ever know, want so. to do again that was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> There, there are some clients, let me tell you, <laughs> that have definitely been like, yeah, as soon as I see this red flag, I'm not working with this person ever again, you know? So there's definitely, um, frustration will definitely teach you a lot, uh, just as much as success, sometimes even more. So, uh, yeah. Nice. <laughs> uh, for your Kickstarter, do you, like, kind of know what you want to say in the Kickstarter already, somewhat? Um, yeah, <laughs> um, I think I just, um, we really want people to understand like that we're here, you know, like we want, we want the pe- to show people our, our, where's our here is <laughs> uh, actually creating, you know, um, and, and it's really, it's our fault, you know, because like you said, putting out content is, is the name of the game, right? So we've been failing at that periodically, like we'll put out a bunch of content and then we'll stop and then we'll, you know, and, it, and it's really inconsistent. That's something that we've really been challenged by. Um, and I think like, again, watching the, the, uh, the milky podcast, that was something that he kind of touched on. It's like when you have things that take priority and this is something that's like your passion project, it, it can quickly fall to like the lowest on your priority list. And, uh, you know, for me personally, I'm an artist and I'm creating art as my day job. So it's really hard to like separate those two things and then not be exhausted you know so it's like if you were you know working construction all day and then you have to go go home and keep doing construction you know you're going to be exhausted at some point you just can't you can't do you know you know too much of anything um and that's kind of where everything in moderation uh, exactly and and that's something that i I like don't have the uh the luxury to afford myself because it's like yeah we have this comic that we're really excited and then we have like 10 comics that we're really excited about we want to produce and then me being professionally working i'm exhausted by the end of my work day so it's like now i have 
to keep creating that stuff. And I don't want my work, my personal work to suffer from that. Um, so it's, it's something that we're trying to, you know, get up under, you know, get up from under. So what I'm doing is I'm creating a library of things. And I know you're talking about Gary, you know, talks about that as well, just creating content kind of like beforehand and then just releasing it at a nice pace. And then that'll, you know, leave you more time to create content and you keep refreshing those like cycles, you know? Um, so that's what we're doing now. We're building a library behind the scenes. And then when we, you know, we're ready to really, really push, 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 there's going to be a ton of content consistently. Um, in 2020, that's good. That's our goal. Um, so, we want people to know that we're out here creating content. Here's our comic. Here's our next piece of work that we're trying to get funded. And we just want to keep churning and churning and churning. Um, and, and then moving forward with our different comics and our, we have a whole superhero universe that we haven't even shown anybody simply because we don't want to make promises that we can't fulfill, you know? So we don't want people to get excited about a book. They're never going to see, or they're going to see in five years. <laughs> it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, so, that's kind of what our focus is. And then our Kickstarter is just step one in, in letting people know that here's a concept that we're creating. We're creating it at this level of, uh, um, I'd say acuity, uh, you know, this level of, of, of standard that we have, and then it's only going to get better from here. Um, and we want to add more artists. We want to add more things to the fold as we move forward. So, uh, yeah, just, just kind of getting the word out there and letting people see our work. We have a whole, uh, you know, you guys are talking about having a bigger library of, of work on your, on the platform. And by the end of September into October, we're going to have the uh, Yuri and Goose finished, and that should be up on your guys' page as well. So that's one more thing to kind of market and push out there too. So uh, we're just, we're looking to create more content. Nice. It's, it's funny. That actually, uh, <laughs> I just wrote it down so I wouldn't forget it. Uh, just cause, so like, obviously Greg is the one that does the, um, the creation of our actual universe or comic and all that. I put my in insights into it, but, uh, I'm obviously, I run the business side part of it and it's just funny cause you were talking about something and I immediately came up with another business idea and I was like, <laughs> um, but yeah, actually I, I'll, I'm going to, what I'm going to have to do is run the numbers and figure out where like the tipping point of, um, validity is. But what I might try to do is put together a system where I can figure out what's the cheapest I could make something for creators so that, like, not being funny, that could be like $10 a month uh, sign up, something like that. And it would be like, you send us one large piece of content, like, you know, podcasts like this, and I'll have a team that just dismantles it and creates massive amounts of content. Which I am still. That would be extremely helpful. Yeah, but I, I got to figure out like what the you know what the tipping point of how many people I would need to be giving me content, and so how much like how much money I would need to make essentially per how much how many people I could get. Because even if I did it like on Fiverr, um, like individually, like I know that no person could, it, it would cost too much for an individual to do that consistently on Fiverr. But if I was to get like a team of certain a certain number of people and be like hey if I'm consistently getting you this number of people can we drop the overall price and because of that you'll still be getting paid more uh, because I'll have more people but I'll, I'll have to I'll have to like run through those numbers and see if I can if I can do that because that would be incredible if we could offer that service for all creators where it's like you know even if it's $20 like I, I have to figure out a number a month but whatever it is something that's not hugely significant but is guaranteed to help create massive amounts of content for each creator well if you're able to um, 
create maybe a course or something like that teaching people how to train like basically training mm-hmm. someone on how to train people to do that you know yeah. what i mean because like there's a there's a let's just put it this way i have a circle of people that i would trust with certain tasks and delegating and they could probably help me create content but there's nothing i don't have time to like teach them how to do that how to recognize what to do when to do it um how to be deadline oriented and things like that because it's basically like teaching somebody how to be entrepreneurial um, in their mindset, you know? Um, so, and that's, that's a little more difficult. Um, but if you could put together maybe like a course and then have like, like I pay for the course and I'd be like, here, take this course. And then by the end of that course, you'll know how to, how we can work together. And then I can give you projects and you, I can pay you to do these projects for me or help with these projects. So that's something that I'm, um, super interested in. I just don't have the time to teach people how to do it. Yeah. Cause, cause that's the thing is like, I, like, first off, I love teaching people stuff, but, uh, like that's the thing is like, I have all the like the knowledge to do it it's more like the time it takes to do it which is why i i like i couldn't do it like i i could barely do it for myself which i'm still struggling with while still trying to work with all my other clients and things like that so it's like it's something where if i could get yeah if i could get a, a system of that together even yeah even if it's just to teach your like someone's team already because um like gary gary has a pretty good thing he has, it's called the content model breakdown but it's it's just slideshows where it doesn't walk through like he tells you what to do, but it doesn't like show you how to do it, right? right. So yeah, if, if if I could uh, get something together like that, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty good long form content I could then break apart and yeah. use it as an example. <laughs> we actually want to do courses on our website too, so I can't hear you, Greg. We actually want to do courses on our website too, so right, yeah, that would help. Yeah, because yeah, well, it'd be nice to have, like, not just for that, that'd be one of them, but, like, we want to eventually have it. I think we were talking to you about it before, about having someone, like, teach drawing and writing and coloring and lettering and all that stuff. Yeah, ooh, kicking the table. Um, yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm hoping, and uh, I've just been kind of trying to figure it out, but I'm hoping I could take some time off, maybe, like, even, like, a month or two, because um, I've been putting together all the, I've been, been accumulating all the knowledge and things like that all the components for a course i just can't find the time to like work it out like you know what i mean to put put it all together in in you know its entirety create all the assets i would need like you know the little templates and stuff and then you know recording the video to go along with it and then you know attaching different pdfs and stuff like that so it's it's you know building the courses work in its own um so i was i was telling chris i was like if i can get you know two months off you know, where I can have those two months, like, covered in terms of, like, you know, my monthly expenses, I could create this course, and we can push it out, you know, and, and yeah. that could be another piece of content. Ooh, for actually, for for that specifically, for courses, because that's something I, I, I wanted to do for a while, but uh, my, my big thing is I don't like to create courses for something that um, I haven't been massively successful in, so, like, right. you know, like, in a couple of years, I, I, there's tons of stuff I'd love to teach, but until I, you know, prove it, like I don't like to do it. So like, like for example, like, like walking through this, um, Kickstarter, like I knew all the information I gave it to Greg. I'm like, as long as you do this, I promise you it'll work. Right. And so like, we finally do it and it finally works. Right. So it's like, I, I know it works, but I want to get a couple of those in before I'm willing to justify Absolutely. teaching them. But, um, speaking about like you creating a course, I wouldn't even mind helping you get that set up and then doing, uh, a couple different things. Like one, we could put it on our site, for people who have signed up so that we have their email captured and anyone who like obviously watches those we would know who's like looking at them so then we could point them towards you but then the other thing we i i'd I'd be willing to help with is potentially getting that on stuff like udemy 
so you can actually potentially make money for it. So either they're signed up with us and they get it for free, or um, if, if someone just finds it online, then they could go through Udemy. And then now that right. you can, you know. One of our goals was to get Udemy, Teachable, all the different teaching websites, have it on our website, all the different, you know, all the different platforms we possibly can, um, because that's obviously a way to, and people don't re- realize this either, is like, if you have a skill that you really are good at, um, and, it, and you can figure out a way to come up with a course to teach other people, that's a way for you to create residual income moving forward in your life, you know? And, you, and if you can find a way to, to compile the time and, and the effort and putting it together, it can definitely be something that's worthwhile for you just to, you know, put that out there, teach other people how to do it. You know, knowledge is extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think people just kind of underestimate how, how valuable it really is. Well, like, I'll pay you. I've bought like four courses on Udemy, and you know they're they're super cheap for the, yeah, for the I bought, value. I bought like eighty courses. <laughs> yeah. I have a problem. Of, yeah, it's <laughs> for the value I'm getting back for for you know the the amount of money I'm spending. It's oh, it's insane. You know, yeah. Yeah, there, there's a, there was a course on there I bought for $10 that that's how I learned to become a WordPress developer. And from that course alone, I have now made probably about $15,000 for $10, right? Like that's crazy, right? Like that's, and that's from a combination of doing consulting with the knowledge, creating several websites. Um, like that's, that's from a $10 course. Like, I'm subscribed yeah. to that guy's newsletter now. I don't even care if I open them up. Like, if, like, in fact, I got the e- – I, I actually almost missed it. He sent an email out that was like, hey, I'm just making sure you're still a reader. If not, I'm going to remove you from the list. I'm like, oh, thank God I saw it. Like, don't leave. <laughs> it's like I need to thank you someday because that was incredible, right? And, and, people, yeah. and people don't realize it's like what, what, as you learn, like you forget how far you've come because it now looks simple. But because of that, you're like, oh, nobody wants to just know this. They want to know how to become, you know, the Bill Gates. Like, they want the top of the top. It's like, people can't get to that level until they've gotten to your level. So even your level is enough that it's worth someone's time uh, uh, or worth someone's money for to spend the time. Like, it's... And 12 bucks, like... Yeah, it's insane. You you can literally gain, like, the same kind of knowledge compacted that you would in a college course that costs 1200 you know, fifteen hundred, yeah. two thousand dollars, just depending on where you're going. Even a community college, you know, you're looking at spending four hundred, five hundred, plus your textbooks, plus getting there. You know, so oh, yeah. it's like having these kinds of resources is incredibly advantageous to anybody who actually goes there and buys the course and then sticks it out through the entire course. Yeah, that that WordPress course I took was twenty eight and a half hours long, and if you calculate out how long, um, how long each class in a semester would be, that's one college course for an entire semester. Like that's crazy. Like that's, and I paid $10 for it. And not only that, he's somebody who has made money doing the thing he's teaching, not some teacher who, you know, yeah, who's never made, yeah. He's like, hey, this is a thing I messed up one time. Now you know it, right? Like, as opposed to this is how it's supposed to work. And then you try to do it and it doesn't because they're a teacher or a professor and not an actual uh, practitioner. Exactly. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah. But wait, is that for him? Is that for us? Uh, it could be for him. Oh yeah. Oh, so yeah. So the, you when you run um, the crowdfunding, uh, you were looking, uh, or the Kickstarter. I'm reading it off now. <laughs> the, the Kickstarter you're looking to run in January. Um, the uh, what was it for? It was for that was for the comic. Uriel. That was for the Uriel mm-hmm. Goose, right? So what yeah. if if uh, let's say you meet the the goal that uh, gets you to pay for everything and get it all printed out. 
Um, do you have any like stretch goals, like extra things that you would do? Like say you got twice what you, you were looking for. Um, we have uh, something in the works called the NLCU Legends series. Um, and we also have another follow-up comic to Uriel and Goose called Journey Through Time. So um, both of those are stretch goals to get funded. Um, and the NLCU Legends, we really uh, – it, it's funny because our, our comic Journey Through Time, um, it's it's a shorter series. It, it ends it, – it's 12 issues, but that's it. Like it's just a single run, 12-issue uh, comic. But those characters do play a role in our universe. So you'll see some of these characters throughout the universe. So it's kind of the first comic we're releasing from uh, our superhero universe, even though they're not superheroes. Um, so it just kind of helps set up another area of our um, of our superhero universe um, that's more a, of a Doctor Strangey kind of like magic oriented. We don't use magic in our series we don't use that word (laughs) bad (laughs) no but we have like a different kind of um realm a magical realm let's just put it that way um and that kind of journey through time kind of helps set that up and then um nlcu legends will pick different characters from our universe and they're going to give origin it's going to give origin stories and background information towards this world this 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 universe that we've set up with journey through time so we're trying to release them around the same time um and just give people short comics short little brief explanations of this or that you know a superhero origin here or there just to kind of get people interested in like you know our, our story writing or storytelling and stuff like that um, so that's, that's something we're trying to get funded as well. So possibly that would be some stretch goals or getting, um, either the third issue because Uriel and Goose, it, um, we're releasing three issues at a time. We want to get it to 12 issues in total. Um, but we have three issues written and, uh, edited and storyboarded already right now. So, um, we might just, you know, one of the stretch goals might just be for issue three. Oh, that's cool. Nice. I just thought of a cool concept for, you know, you know, there's that issue with time travel where like you're always like, oh, you create a bunch of like split universes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I just thought of like a cool way to like, to resolve that issue. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I was, I was thinking like uh, you picture times linear and yeah, like the the whole point is like if you jump back in time now there's like a second branch in time. I was thinking yeah. like a cool thing that would that could happen where you almost combine fate with the ability to actually change fate. Say this is destiny and this is how it's supposed to happen and when you go back you've now created an alternate destiny. But what it could be is that these two will eventually meet again because they're still supposed to be there but it's now bent off the normal path. So it's like you can change fate but only by a little bit. So even if you do something drastic back here it's only going to change the end game a little bit. But if you do it enough, you know, you could just keep bending it so that it goes away from the the eventual end game. <laughs> I just keep saying that. Okay. Um, but uh, it just I was just thinking of that. That'd be a cool way to like resolve that is that you always end up bending back. To, like you it always ends up where they merge again to avoid that. Yeah. And just the more we times have, uh, we have this really interesting way around that, because that's something that we, you know, obviously the time travel thing, certain things in comics and just sci-fi has been kind of done to death, right? And when we were approaching the idea of doing something like a journey through time, um, we were like, how do we avoid that, right? Like, how do we avoid this whole problem area? And um, the way that we do it is pretty interesting because it's no kind time of travel. Like, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Kind of like there's no, there's not, 
there's a responsibility to not change the timeline, right? And everything that has happened or will happen through this journey is meant to happen in the normal timeline. So basically, like, they're not changing anything that's in the past because they were meant to do that in the first place. Gotcha. You get yep, yeah, yeah. So it's not like they're creating alternate dimensions or all parallel universes because everything that they're doing was already meant to happen. And basically, they're just kind of learning. It's, it's basically like our time travel story is more about the characters that are time traveling as opposed to what they're affecting in the past and stuff like that. So the characters will learn things in the past and then in the when they come back to the present, it affects how they move forward. Mm. Gotcha. Nice. We just don't so, have time travel. <laughs> we're like... It's a, tricky, it's a tricky thing, yeah. yeah. We don't have time travel or religion. And yeah, because both of those complicate things. <laughs> <laughs> In exactly yeah. the same way. <laughs> no, um, I think, you know, it's funny because I keep going back to the Milky podcast just because... Like, a lot of the things he said I, like, really identified with. I was like, oh, like, that's something that I would think about or that I would do. And he's, you know, a very intelligent guy, and he seems to kind of have um, a good outlook on, you know, uh, how to how to move forward in, in just creating your own stuff, you know. Um, and uh, one of the things that he was saying um, just kind of, like, again, I just really associated with, um, and it touches base on that. It's like, um, if you kind of try try and fit yourself into this um, one audience set, you know, by saying, like, I'm not going to do this or I am going to do this, um, it can kind of limit you in terms of, like, uh, like, he, like he was saying, I can see why Marvel does it or I can see why DC does it because they already, they have this kind of, like, obligation that they have already. As opposed to, like, when you're an indie, you kind of just have the freedom to kind of do whatever you want and then let your fan base kind of come to you and it's going to be more authentic. Um, so for us, we had just guidelines based on our moral beliefs. So that's something that we started, you know, our comic universe with. So that is authentic, but it also does, like, um, it, it negates religion, it negates, like, uh, curse words, it negates, like, some, uh, you know, pretty, pretty... Um, uh, any gimmicks or any like really uh, gro I don't I don't know uh, grotesque I don't know yeah like, grotesque I, I, or, yeah just something like uh, there's no gore there's no like heavy yeah. gore and things like that and that's just because like we feel like we don't need that kind of stuff to tell a good story yeah and it's not because like we don't want to you know we're trying to save the children you know it's, yeah. it's, <laughs> save oh, the children that's a great you save know, the child save the world. <laughs> <laughs> It's a great byproduct of what we're trying to do, but really we're just trying to like uphold that, you know, you don't need these kinds of things to tell a really good story. Um, you know, sometimes they help, you know, just depending on what kind of story you want to go with. I'm not, you know, I like the horror genre. I like, you know, um, when I'm certain kinds of gore and stuff like, I love The Walking Dead. I love things like that. So it's not about like, you know, not wanting those things in our comic. It's just about like, we want to focus on the story aspect of it, of creating story without having gimmicks. So, um, you should, yeah, create, anyway. you should create the time the time travelers manifesto like what you're supposed to do and not do. <laughs> we'll get into that. <laughs> there's only like uh, in our universe there is only one character who can time travel, and there's there is a lot of responsibility. Oh, that, that's actually a good way to do that to make it so that it was supposed to happen if only one person's able to do it, and we, it's because we they a, were meant to make it happen. Well, we have like a group exactly. of people that are something like that. Think, the yeah. messengers, yeah, mm-hmm. like my dad's character. I'm sorry, I didn't want to cut you off. Oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. 
yeah. yeah. <laughs> Another thing to add to this, and I don't want my writer to be like mad that I'm kind of spilling the beans here. Um, but another way to kind of look at it is uh, time travel, Spidey sense. So mm. this this character already has like when he's living his normal life, he has a sense before he knows he's supposed to do something. So basically, it's like temporal temporal Spidey sense. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Hashtag. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Sony. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Uh, true, Mark Ricky Bobby uh, Express. Working <laughs> like, that right now. Shake a bake. <laughs> El Diablo <laughs> means chicken. <laughs> what? Is that epilepsy? <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh. We don't have religion just because i i don't really know why actually it's just i never really felt like including it in any of my stories yeah i think i think it wasn't included in any of the stories then we decided you know what to avoid that being a potential plot hole that could happen in the future let's make it so that we know it's not available because, like, you know, there's some, there's some places where, not being funny, you go, like, supernatural, right? Like, it's got, like, demons and werewolves, and then all of a sudden there's angels and devils that can then make a bunch of other stuff change, completely. Like, that's a great show, but, like, it, to avoid the possibility, like, one of the things, like, we have people that die and they don't come back. Like, that's the point of it. So it's, like, to avoid there being a way for it, let's just remove that option entirely. Right. So there's no churches, which means it's cheaper. For... I definitely can't hear you I talk too low. No, you gotta talk at it. That's fine. You're like you're talking. Oh, that's oh. Um, <laughs> so for the map, I actually told him. So there's no religion. So you can take out every church in my city. There's a lot of churches. <laughs> so he's like, "Wow, that that's gonna make it a little cheaper." I was like, "Oh, that's awesome." <laughs> yeah, because like the design of those buildings are so complex compared to like a standard building. So it's like it's like, "Wow, okay, get get rid yeah. of the." <laughs> Get rid of the church, no, save the money. <laughs> that was one of those tricky things, too, though, because it's like, um, like in a in our realistic world, right? Like, even if it's not like one predominant religion, there's tons of religions. You know, there's tons of different you know belief systems. So to like cut that out completely, it kind of does take a semblance of realism out of it, um, which is something that we've like had to deal with. Like, oh, okay, like. Um, there's there's characters that we want to portray in it like zealots you know what i mean like mm-hmm. uh terrorists i mean they're you can consider them zealots you can consider yeah. them you know, they have their re- fundamentalist beliefs and that's kind of what guides them so to take out religion kind of takes out <laughs> well, uh, it's, not it's kind of but uh you ever watch you ever watch south park yeah, uh, not, not, uh, that's fine. There's one episode that it talks about how uh, I think Cartman like goes into the future because he's trying to get a Wii, so he freezes himself, and he does it for too long. And when he comes out, religion has been completely annihilated. So now there's the war of the atheists, where they they're trying to argue what they should call themselves. <laughs> and that's it. That's there's like these three armies that are all fighting each other. They're basically they having religious wars over the concept of should we be the uh, the atheist alliance allegiance or should we be the uh, the alliance of atheists you know assholes or something right like just a bunch of stupid ass names and that and they're literally killing each other over it and they and because you know they don't have religion they don't have the Wii for some reason so he's Cartman's <laughs> all upset but uh, 
So, but yeah, but like that's that's the point. Is like it, it, you can still keep the concepts because yeah. people hate each other for no reason. That that was kind of the joke. Was that even if you got, I think it was like people were fighting about religion while he wanted a Wii in the past. Like it didn't matter, but like it, that was just some little side plot. And then you realize, oh, it doesn't matter. Even if you got rid of religion or race, it doesn't matter. People are going to hate each other for some stupid reason, even if it's what to call each other. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Unfortunately, that's true, man. Unfortunately. Uh, but hey, we're making comics that bring everybody together, right? Exactly. We're trying to fix that. Yeah, that's our goal is to fix it by having comics that, you know, kill people and they don't come back. <laughs> too uh, uh, maybe inadvertently but uh, the community that we're creating it, it, it... Okay. The, the, the recorder for just the audio um, does uh, hour long and then it cuts out so we have had you for an hour so uh, if, if, right. if, if you do need to bounce just let us know but uh, I think there's just a couple other things um, yeah I think we talked about that pretty well um, yeah we kind of talked about that very well maybe we did cover everything it's more just like marketing on the Sierra Nova platform because people don't know how to do that and we need to oh yeah do this. well even if they're not on our platforms kind of thing yeah that's something that um well, one of the things that we've noticed is that so we, we've got like is it 20 or 40 creators how many creators do we have not comics just creators probably like 40 40 yeah we probably have about 40 creators on the platform and there's probably like four of them that promote themselves that they're on the platform and some of them like like that's like the only platform they're on is ours so it's like it's like they and then they're like they're, they they might wonder why no one's viewing their stuff and it's like you know we have we have 40 people to promote and ourselves right so it's like we can only do so much and at the moment until we get to a certain funding level we can't be just paying for ads all the time in the future it'll be great but even if we do if you don't self-promote you're, um, we're yeah. we're going to be focusing on the ones that do the best anyways because it'll help draw more people in. So we're still we're not going to like ignore everyone else, but basically if you don't work on yourself, we can't help you any like we can only get you yeah. to a certain level, right? No, absolutely. And yeah, that's, you must that's open the door. As soon as one is finished, you know, again, and on your guys' platform, we're going to be pushing that thing like it's you know, like it's uh, like cream. it's going down. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Ice cream. <laughs> My cats are destroying something. I don't know what they're doing, but... <laughs> as long as it's not the comic, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all on my computer. It's all good. <laughs> where's, where's the computer now? <laughs> He's over there looking up stuff. <laughs> Catnip. Yeah, there's a... I just, just uploaded a new comic. It's more like manga. Um, it's called Core, and this person... First, like, I messaged them forever ago on Instagram. It's like, oh, do you want your um, comic on our website? They're like, oh, okay. That's, like, they did, well, first, they didn't say anything. So they saw it. They saw the message forever ago. And then I sent them the Kickstarter link. And then they're like, this looks sick. Oh, I want to be on your website. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. Cool. I want to be associated with that. It's like, yeah. And what it is, I think it's a. Uh, I think some people just need to see something happening so they can like want to jump on it. It's like if you just approach them like, hey, you know, here's this great idea. Like, you should be a part of it. Like, they're gonna be like, oh yeah, okay. I've got like four other messages from people saying swipe, some, something swipe similar. Left. So yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as soon as they see something in production, it's like now they're on top of it. You know. Yeah. So. But uh, it's funny because. Um, 
the people that we first asked to be on our website, a lot of them were like, what's the catch? And I was like, there's no catch. (laughs) (laughs) We talked to you for like three hours one time, and then once we mentioned the map, you're like, in. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, because like... um, I was definitely, you know, I was, I was at that point in time too, we were, we were looking to do very similar things, you know? So when we first started talking, it was like, okay, like you hit a certain point that we wanted to do this. So like, are we competing? No, nah, we're not competing. Like we have two different kind, kinds of, you know, ways of going about it. And then when you started, you know, talking about long-term plans, I was like, yeah, we got to do this. We got to, <laughs> like, we have to be a part of this community. So, um, yeah, I was definitely sold from that first time talking. Yeah. Well, <laughs> the other thing too is, uh, like, that's our thing too. What is it, Todd? I forgot his last name, but the, the, the Mulrooney. Mulrooney. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> Did you see that podcast? I think that was our he fifth has, one. Was that our fifth? Podcast? Yeah. He has yeah. his own uh, YouTube channel Mulrooney. called uh, IndieCom TV, and it's a whole YouTube channel for indie creators. So like, you could be on it. Like, you can teach on there. Actually. Yeah. That, well, that's uh, what we so were kind of talking with him about. Was that like it's like we don't need to compete with each other because he's like. Just like Ready Comics, at one point we were talking about being able to do everything for comic book creators, including printing. But then we're like, well, we got Ready Comics. And then I talked to the owner of Ready Comics, and we told him where we were, and he's like, we wanted to do that. So you guys look like you're – so it's like we, we don't need to be the Amazon and print and do everything ourselves. But if we build up a network where um, – like our goal is to just be the central hub because then there's one place you can go to find all the other places – and so far, it looks like everyone's been building one part up anyways, and we're the redirect, which I'm fine with. Like, that'd be great. Like, you know, I'm, I love being the networker anyways, so it's, it's awesome being able to go, hey, you need help? We know a guy, right? Like, and, and, and then they, you know, you know, even if we interlace all of those, it's just great to, you know, meld that community. And then, you know, in the future, when we become huge, maybe we can buy everybody. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but uh, yeah, it, it would be cool to like, you know, like I said, like if they've got videos, we got these guys doing printing, uh, you know, if, if we can get to a point where uh, it's, it's again, it's a one stop shop, even though we're not the ones doing everything, it's still a great way to, you know, help help a creator who has no friggin' idea what they're doing. Like somebody has a really good story in their head. And we can go, hey, we can bring you from not knowing what story you wanted to write to having a printed comic, a brand created, a marketing planned, Kickstarter right. launch, video channels, you know, all that. Like, it'd be great to, you know. You can basically, you can basically be like the big brother that we never had, basically. Like, <laughs> I'm going to help you. you know? yeah. I'm going to show you everything you need to know from A to I'm Z, not just, you know, A to Z. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Yeah, no, I um, I want I definitely want to do the same like with the teaching stuff. Um, there's a there's a a, a a church community center not too far from here, um, and my my stepdaughter goes there for like after school program, and uh, they have the availability like a room like of all these computers and stuff like that. And I want to do some teaching for uh, kids like from sixth uh, grade on through twelfth uh, grade. Um, so I'm definitely looking to set that up and stuff like that. But it's just again no time to really put together a course to come up with all the materials for them to use and things like that. So it's just, it's definitely something I want to do though. And yeah, I, if, you, I, if you end up doing that, by the way, with their permission, obviously you could potentially record you teaching that and then put right. that online. 
Yeah, that's that's <clears> something that I, I was thinking about too. But that's yeah, they two, would have to two consent. Birds, Everybody yeah. would have to consent to it and things like that. So well, no, that, yeah. you don't have to record them. I'm talking about like if you have a camera facing just you, a and then a screen recording of whatever you're doing on your computer or your projector or whatever you're doing it on. And then, because like then you wouldn't need permission from parents. You would just need permission from the uh, the organization to be able to re- right. to use that recording. But if it's your own content, like the like the odds of them being against it are very slim. It's just more their property, essentially, like physically on their property. Um, but other than that, like it would they would be I I would be willing to bet they let you do that. Um, and well, if you, the whole purpose of the course that I was like. Um, that I was pitching and that I wanted to get into the direction of was basically comics as a crash course for becoming an illustrator by career. So nice. uh, I want to teach these kids the process of how to do comics because the process of doing comics is going to teach you how to be an illustrator because everything that's involved with the process of comics is going to inform how you can work with clients and you can pitch I and mean, you can market each direction of it. So you can, you know, again, if you're not like a, if you're not good with color, you can be a storyboard artist, or you can be a you know do pencils, you can do line work, you can do ink work, and you can still be successful in this career. So there's there's a few paths where you can you can walk, and like as a kid, you know making comics is just this very abstract thing. You know you don't know what you know what what's involved with it. So I want to break down the the, the business. Uh, yeah, and, and just the uh, the myst- the mysticism behind this like creation, like mm-hmm. they don't just snap their fingers and it pops up into creation. You know, everybody yes. has a part. You know, in this pipeline, Wait. and I want to teach them how to. <laughs> I wish, right? Um, how to how to work within this pipeline, and everybody has a job, and then you can you can be an expert at this one job, or you can do three jobs, or you can you know it's really just about you know how you uh, proceed forward with creating this thing, and then once the thing's created, uh, I want to put it like on webtoons and get these kids recognition. Like this is their piece of work, this is you know the team that they created, um, and and now they're creating comics on their own. You know, like maybe this team doesn't need direction after this year or two of 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 counseling or whatever the case may be and they're creating their own stuff on their own and then I could take on another course of students and do the same thing with them so uh, and then hopefully in their future if this is something that they want to do even if it's on the business side of it um, they can do that they know how to do it pre pre high school pre college you know so they don't have to spend their money on going to an art college like I did you know and uh, you know I went through two years of it and I was like this is just obscenely expensive for the value that I've, I've gotten right now it's just obscenely expensive so uh, i want to help kids to not take that direction and even if they are going to take that direction there's so much well and more well informed be aware of what direction they're taking yeah exactly and uh you know when i was in art school i seen kids that really have never really picked up a pencil before you know and they're in art college (laughs) and they want to pursue this but they just never had somebody that's like or you're interested in this, let me teach you and, and guide you about how to actually make this work for you. Like, you know, um, I never got figure drawing as, as a kid in school at all, you know, in high school, anything like that. There was no still life drawing, portrait drawing, anything like that. And if I would have done that in an earlier stage, I think I would be just so much better as an artist in general. And, you know, so many kids that are trying to develop their art skills, like they, they like to draw, they like to scribble and sketch and all this kind of stuff, but they just don't have the proper, not, you know, uh, teaching, you know, at that point, at that stage in their life. So if I could, you know, 
weasel my way in there and teach them how to do this <laughs> stuff, you know, maybe I can make them better, uh, you know, long term. So, um, yeah, that's 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 one of my goals is to really create a course that's going to teach kids how to become professional illustrators, not just comic, you know, yeah, comic book creators. Uh, so, two, so two things on that. The first thing I would say is if you're looking to make a course, then I would start off by literally like once a month write one part of the syllabus like if you were going to say if it was going to be a summer course for example so it'd be four months spend one spend like you know october or like september's kind of still just started but like spend september just putting down the bullet points of the broad thing you would talk about for a month then the next month do the bullet points for the next month and then what you do is once you've gone through all three or four months or whatever the teaching is start over start filling in the bullet points but do it over a month time and then you can like, it's one of those things where people are like, oh, I don't have any time. And it's like, you got five minutes. You could write bullets down, right? So that's how you got to do it is spend the, spend the five minutes to break down like, oh, it's going to be four, four months and these are the four major things I want to talk about. Then the next time, uh, you know, you get five minutes. So just write down the bullet points for the first one, do the bu- yeah, that kind of thing. And then the other one I was going to suggest was, um, do you know who uh, Russell Brunson is? is it? Yeah, Brunson. Russell Brunson? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the doc, the doc. What? Oh no, that's Branson. Uh, that's um, that's uh, Branson. This one's Brunson. Yes, and that's yeah, that's Richard Richard Branson. Yeah, this one's Russell Brunson. <laughs> Both very rich though, so it's a cl- close close enough. Um, but this one is. Uh, do you know what ClickFunnels are? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's the creator of it. Oh, that makes sense. So right. he wrote two books. One of them, one of them is the dot com secrets, and that basically. Uh, physically tells you how to create your own click funnels, but it doesn't tell you like how to do the programming. It just like these are the steps. Uh, remember, right. I was it the Seinfeld emails, like the emails about nothing, but they lead to something, and that's why it's good. Uh, stuff like that. But then he wrote a second book, and it's the same thing. If you if you Google it, you can find it where it's it's free, and you pay seven dollars shipping. Then you're put into their funnel, ironically, you know. So, but it's still I've heard I've heard this. I haven't gotten to it yet because I don't plan on doing it. But if you're plan uh, I don't plan on doing it soon enough to read it. But if you're planning on teaching this, so okay. yeah, so expert secrets and the whole point of this book is how to figure out how to take your knowledge and put it in a consumable format. Right. And so that that's that's like the whole point of this book. And so um, yeah, you, you can probably get it on audio book as well if you have like Audible. Um, but uh, it's it's it, if you're going to be looking at how to teach like that, like basically you read this, you figure out how to. Uh, question yourself to figure out oh like what is the thing i do know right like how do i figure out how to make it so someone else can consume it and then you know you're like i said literally just like but don't let this hold you back like don't don't be like oh i haven't read this book yet so i don't want to do it but like doing the thing i was saying a minute ago like writing down bullet points like that shit's you know that's how i get most of my stuff down i'm like eventually i gotta do this eventually i gotta do this and then i'll get back to it i literally even have like like you said, bullet points of how I would break everything down. It's just like actually again like making it consumable for other for uh, for a younger audience. That's that's something I'm thinking about. Like okay, how do I like this seems simple enough, but how do I break it down even more simpler? And then like what examples am I giving them? Am I giving them like little homework? Like in this classroom, how would I even set up my material? Like that kind of stuff. So it's like. It's it's really I, I'm in like step two. Let's just put it that way. Oh, and then cool. like step three is like this obstacle of actually tangibly doing the the, the stuff and getting the permission from from the uh, 
the owner of the, the after school program and stuff, which we've already spoken. He seems pretty cool about it, but he just wants to see like how this course would play out, you know? Um, so that's, that's kind of what I'm working on right now, but it's in the works and hopefully I can get it done. And, you know, uh, at least twice, twice a month, I'll be teaching some kids how to, how to be a professional illustrator. So that, that's something that's a very long-term goal of mine that I've, I've wanted to do for a while. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'll definitely pick up that book, though, because I think it's it, it would just help me stay on track of, like, keeping that kind of stuff in mind. You yeah, know? oh, and actually, wait, there'd be, there'd be one other one. I just thought about it. Where the hell is this? <laughs> Every um, time we have a conversation, you give me, like, five different books you want me to read. But, but specifically... And we actually are going to link it in the description. <laughs> yeah, we'll link it in the description. Now, now I just need to get affiliate links, that's all. But, uh, Thank you. <laughs> this? Okay. Made to stick. Yeah, so the point of this book, so the other one is like how to figure out what it is that you know so you can teach somebody. The point of this book, like every teacher in the world, but specifically at least the U.S., should be required to read this book. Um, the entire book is how to get over what's called the curse of knowledge. You know what cognitive biases are? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah like when, like if, if I already... information. Yeah, like if I already think... Um, if I already think that that thing over there is red, I'll figure out how to prove it's red. That's confirmation bias. Or if I think the world's always coming after to get me, I'll just find out ways that the world's coming after to get me. That's negativity bias, right? Um, then there's like, what is it? The backfire effect. If I already believe something, you tell me I'm wrong. I'm going to double down on that belief and tell you to go, you know, F off. Right. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) And, And so that's the whole point is that there's a ton of cognitive biases. One of them is the curse of knowledge. And it's once you learn something, you can never remember what it's like to not know it. And so you can't like, that's why like once you become really good at say math and then you got to teach somebody, that's why teaching it in itself is a skill because you need to figure out what you learned and how to teach it to someone who has never acquired the knowledge to learn it. And like, that's, that's a very, very different, that's why there's terrible professors and teachers out there is because they're like, like, why don't you understand this? Unaware of their own bias that they, they already know something they don't know. Right. Right. And so like it it breaks it down. What is it? Yeah. It's, it's, it's called the success principle. Um, and it's, uh, you know, simplicity, unexpectedness, concreteness, credibility, emotional and telling stories. And uh, the whole the whole point of that too is just like how how can you how can you take what you know and reformat it into a way that is has a greater chance to stick, right? right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and that's a that's one of the things that like uh, when when I talked to uh, the the director over there, um, he was kind of like, "Well, what would be the purpose of this?" And I was just like. Uh, Don't ask me those types of questions. <laughs> you know, I was just, I, I didn't think about like, okay, the absorption of that knowledge, now what are these kids going to use it for? And I just kind of thought that that was an assumed, you know? Um, and it kind of yeah, caught yeah. me off guard. It, that's, like, yeah, oh, that's exactly uh, yeah, it, that assumption part. Yeah. How to make comics. And, and he was like, well, what's the business model like for comics? And I was like, well, <laughs> I can't really say like, you know, this is something that's going to be extremely useful. Like say, teaching somebody how to code. Like there's tons yeah. of jobs out there and the, the income is just, you know, if you, if you find the right uh, place to find these jobs, it, it's incredible. Um, so I can't tell them that that's what this is going to, you know, end up being. But um, for, for me personally, there's, uh, there's a huge, when we're talking about school and teaching, there's a huge um, like uh, bias when it comes to 
is art a profitable thing for you? Yeah, technology versus creativity, yeah. Actually, yeah. And, and I get that, you know, a lot of people, or we should be teaching our kids how to be logical and, 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 and mathematical and things like that and, you know, very concrete, um, realistic ways. But also, if we're going to do that and kind of squash their creativity, then we're just creating, you know, robots. Yeah. And uh, there needs to be more avenues, especially, you know, here in Chicago, we have a lot of public schools that are shutting down creative programs, um, you know, so you, you don't have music, you don't have art classes in public schools. And a lot of these kids, that's their only exposure. Like I grew up in a family that didn't have any artists, didn't have any musicians, didn't have anybody that was doing anything creative. So the chances that I would be a creative yeah, that's are crazy. A, lot, a lot lower, yeah, you know, it's like and, my family in, in my too. schools. They, they were shutting down programs, you know? So I, I live in an area, I was grew up in an area where that's a prevalent problem. So if I can find a way to kind of like taper that off and, and give it, kids yeah. an outlet, yeah. And, and I think that hopefully we start a trend, you know, hopefully we start a, uh, yeah, I can take this course once it's completed and I can have some other people teach across Chicago, but that's kind of one of those things that's like back burner, lofty future goals, um, you know, for, for New Leaf Studios to be, uh, to have a teaching aspect of it as well that's that's more of a charity base that's more of uh, um, just trying to reach out to people and give back to our community in and, and various ways so uh, but yeah hopefully we can we can formulate that and it can all come together really nicely yeah and that honestly that would be a great idea you, even if it's like a non a non-profit where you know like the only funding is just enough to pay for like stuff like travel and resources um, right. you know but yeah but if it's minimum based and that's just the main goal and the funny thing too is like it's it's both benevolent in this in all of the stuff that it does while also having the side effect of getting the name new leaf seen you know what i mean <laughs> it'd be like if disney did any charity you know stuff like that <laughs> i'm sure they do i don't hear about it <laughs> it's definitely a benefit to us to you know be uh have our name on more people's lips just put it that way right um but you know like our our goal is definitely to to really just empower these kids to see a future in this creative outlet and and more you know and, and to be writers and stuff like that like uh, a huge part of the course is going to be writing to, from concept to final draft you know so there's a huge portion of that that's going to be just making a story you know so uh, i'm looking at my writer and i'm like hey you know dilute some of the stuff that you do you know because i work when, when i write i work a lot differently than he does mm -hmm. you know so there's a lot of different ways to get from point a to point b when it comes to a creative process um so we're just trying to refine those things uh and and show again show people there's a way to be a professional writer there's a way to be a professional artist there's a way to be a freaking professional marketer you know like there's a way to do those things and it's it's usually off the beaten path but it's there you know the path is there the trail is there you just gotta have the right knowledge set and um you know but i think making kids and especially in this economy and the way that the the future is trending our economy is trending forward manufacturing jobs are going to be gone you know in in a few years uh you know labor jobs are going to be tapering off to you know a technology so we need to get these kids in more of an entrepreneurial mindset we need to get them into more of an independent mindset into you know looking creative forward mindset what's in front of them. Yes, it, absolutely. Man. Yeah, because that, that's the thing is like in the future, the only jobs that will be available will be creative ones because unless we get, um, you know, pure AI like, you know, what you see in sci-fi and even in right. those, even in those where it's like the ideal situation, there's, they still lack creativity, which is why they always lose, right? Like they, they, they're semi-creative, but they can't connect all the dots like, you know, a human can. So like that's the whole point right. is that. 
Um, e even when it comes to artwork, like that, like stuff that I do in art translates to how I think in business. So it's like, you know, you know, and I'm not like a huge artist, but like, that's a, that's a big concept. I, I think I mentioned that in a previous podcast, there's like some book out there called like, there's no such thing as a starving artist. Cause a truly, a true artist is creative enough to never have to have that be an issue. They should be able to figure it out. Right. Like that's yeah. a, yeah. And I think, you know, um, like when it comes to me, I I I, don't, I feel like uh, it was part luck and part working myself to a point where it's like this is my normal, you know. Like, and I think there's a huge amount of people that uh, underestimate their capabilities, you know. So like, uh, to give an example, I was working a full time job and we we worked typically about four days, but it was twelve hour shifts. So I would get off my twelve hour shift job, I would go pick up my stepdaughter, I would cook dinner, and then I would work on art. So it was, I was working 18 hours a day, you know, and, and then sleeping and repeating the process. And yeah, it sucked. It wasn't great at all, but it was just like, you, you have to understand that like, there's no comfort level that's guaranteed to you. And when you start getting too comfortable, you need to change things, you know, you need to, to keep progressing forward. Um, you know, and again, especially kids, cause I have, I have two teenagers right now in my house and, uh, they're, they're very comfortable you know, and they want to be comfortable like all the time, you know, they yeah. want to be entertained and comfortable all the time. That's, that's the and, future's uh, disease. Comfortability. Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, it's, it's, tr it's horrible. Um, and, in, and the thing is that they have so much information and, and technology that's at their hands. That's beneficial. That's, that's something that could be used to their benefit. It's just the way that they've been trained to see it is not that way. The way, the way they're trained to see it is entertainment. The way they're trained to see it is escapism. Comfort. Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm trying to fight against that a little bit, but it's also like, that's kind of part of my business, right? Like we were just talking about it, like, you know, or, or you were talking about escapism with, with the Milky comic. And it's like, um, that is part of our business, but it's also, um, it, it, teaching kids how to mix the two things, two things, how to moderate those things. Yeah. Like you like this, you like this thing you're consuming. Why don't you be a part of that thing you're consuming? Why don't you create something that has to do with that, or why don't you do your own? Don't be an alcoholic. Be a distiller. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, and, and it's a way to just prepare them for you know for again the, the future where it's like you know yeah we don't need to worry about survival in a sense of you know this the way that we live in our Amer our, our American you know standard of living, but we also can't be complacent and, and teach our kids that you know you go work a normal job and come home and do nothing. You know, like you have to keep churning those wheels. You have to keep moving forward and, and reading and, and, you know, consuming things that are going to make you better. Um, yeah. But I don't know if we tangent into this, <laughs> into this section, but uh, I think it was great. <laughs> yeah. I don't know, but I think that's actually probably, uh, yeah, we've had you for quite a while. We don't want to hold you up. Uh, and that's probably, that's probably a good, good little rant to end. <laughs> yeah, so I can do that. Oh yeah, no problem. No, no, I I was helping that tangent along. I kept going like this. I, we could keep talking forever, but yeah, but yeah, no, I figured. Yeah, I think that's uh, we're up to about an hour and a half. So that uh, <laughs> it's like I only got a little bit of time. I'm free. It's like three hours. We later. actually said that. We actually said that about uh, the this one podcast that we had. We're like, he's like, okay, I can only do it for a half hour. It was the longest podcast we've yeah. done. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, yeah, I think, you know, especially with this podcast, it's just a great way to, like, um, like, I don't have these interactions with other people, you know what I mean? Like, I don't have these, 
where we can talk about these kinds of things, professional kinds of things, indie comics, you know, how we're progressing, what are our plans for the future. We really don't have these kinds of interactions. So it's great that, you know, we can put this stuff out there and then help other people in the community realize, like, this is a beneficial thing to do. Just maybe help you guys get more guests, you know, just to talk out some different things and, you know, um, yeah, get our voices out there. Yeah, yeah. Let, let other people know, like, oh, there are other people that think like I do. <laughs> I'm not <Yeah>. crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for having yep. me on again, man. That was that's uh, it, it's fun, and uh, we'll do this again sometime. Yeah. yeah. Oh, and, and uh, cha- uh, where's the where you want people to you know what's your shout out? Where you want people to go to find you? <laughs> um, I'd say Facebook or Instagram is probably our, our uh, two best places to go as of as of right now. Um, our what's website. We're gonna be. Hmm? What's the, what are yeah. the handles? Um, so our Facebook is just New Leaf Comics uh, on Facebook, uh, nothing special there. Um, and then New Leaf underscore Comics uh, on Instagram, so you guys can find us there. Uh, I'm sorry, New Leaf dot Comics, not underscore. My bad. New Leaf dot Comics uh, on Instagram. Uh, our website is uh, newleafcomics.com. Uh, we're gonna be changing our names pretty soon, so we might uh, change things there. We might end up changing handles or whatever the case may be, but, uh, we'll, we'll let everybody know when that does happen. Uh, but we're going to be changing our name to studios because we're, like I said, entering into the design, uh, game design stuff. So we kind of want to have a more broad spectrum of what we're, what we're doing, not just comics. Nice. Well, uh, we'll keep you on for just a second longer, but, uh, we'll end the podcast here. So thanks for joining us. <laughs> awesome, guys. Thank you. Nice.